Hello and welcome back to the Inverted Castle, a Metroidvania enthusiast podcast. I'm your host, Eric Fox, and I thought I was the Bally Table King, but I just handed my pinball crown to Thomas Blight. I'm a pile of shit that gets rolled around. I, I'm sure. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but you know, Look, you do you. This is an important component of this game. You are a dung beetle. Your ball actually is not tr- technically a ball of shit at the start. It is an option later. You can turn it into one, but no, this game, which in case you didn't read the title of this episode, is Yoku's Island Express, a an interesting take on the Metroidvania format, uh, made by Villa Gorilla, or Via Gorilla if you're nasty, and published by Team 17. Uh, this is a game that tried to blend the Metroidvania genre with pinball, of all things. And it works... All right. I don't know. I guess if you're into pinball. Yeah. Like, and it's not like hard pinball. Like if you had tried to play, say, Sonic Spinball back on the Genesis, or if you were incredibly unfortunate, the Game Gear. Uh, this one's actually got like really chill vibes. Uh, there's not like a huge real penalty for failing. Just uh, some instead of platforming or combat challenges, it's instead mini pinball boards. Yeah, it's got a lot of, like, chill Pacific Islander-type music. I can't nail it down to a specific It's one. vaguely exotic vacation-style music, I think. <laughs> and uh, I I just know that somewhere someone is, like, actually, they're culturally aware of what this should be, and we're just too white to actually <laughs> accurately identify it. Oh, my God. But, no, this is a game where you are a dung beetle, but... Mostly you're a ball. And you you want to take over explain what the story is here? Uh oh, the story is a little weird. You're you're pretty ancillary to the story. You're just the new postmaster who has arrived on the island to take over the, the task. You do deliver mail. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the weird things in games of how often do you do your own job versus the world saving stuff? Yeah. I mean, you're, you, there's a that calamity that's coming, right? And you got to deliver that news, I guess. And there are certain things in your way, which are usually pinball-themed, in order to get to the right people and make sure that they are, in fact, uh, doing the needful. Yeah. So the actual plot is that a god slayer has uh, snuck up on the regional god of the island and wounded him um and he's now i I guess getting worse and presumably would die without intervention and you need to find the people who can in fact intervene so that's fun uh (laughs) like you 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 know on the way you'll pick up your little power-ups and uh meet various uh creatures all of whom are also just animals you'd happen to find on an island i guess yeah, you sort of also doom the island in one of the side quests. That was weird. Yeah, I kind of. It's it's going to get better, but <laughs> we'll get there for. Yeah, that's the wickerling. Oh no, the the wickerlings is the 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 collectibles. Yes, right. Um, that's the alternate ending. I was thinking the fungus. Oh yeah. Um, in which it's definitely clear that the fungus will eventually mind control everybody on the island and take over it and it wants you to spread it for nefarious purposes yeah but you know 
it's a thing to do in a video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and we're apparently not passing judgment on this. You do this thing and it's just as rewarded as any other thing. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, what does that give you? Ball color? Uh, is that the double? No, it's not the double money wallet. No. You get you get bonus wallets for... you In this game, you collect fruit. Fruit is the currency. And it's what you usually un- use to unlock, you know, different paths forward or just various items you'll need. Um, but for that one, I think it's the wallet, but it doesn't particularly matter. I'll <laughs> be frank. The, uh, the bonuses in this game aren't sexy, I will say, for the most part. Yeah, it does have a couple of traversal abilities, which I guess makes it count as a Metroidvania, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah, but... so like... Yeah, you have your three guys you're supposed to get. You can get them in pretty much any order, but to get there, there are, I think, three traversal, main traversal upgrades of the slugs what explode. Oh, yeah, the slugs. That's how you clear blocks and do some uh, side quests, which we'll get to. Um, there's the diving fish. It's you, your little dung beetle gets a, a fish tail when you're in water, and you can actually go under the water with your ball to get to uh, certain lower areas. Yeah, like how Kirby sits in his fish friend's mouth. You know, I didn't make the Kirby connection at the time, but you do you. Also a pretty chill game, but for different reasons, I would say. Yeah. Uh, And then there's also the dust mite tether. Like there's these little uh, plants around that eat eat these uh, little dusty friends of yours. And if you swing one in there, then you start like doing a little lasso and uh, it's like vaguely like the grapple hook hook shot a means of getting to uh higher platforms that pinball doesn't quite land you yeah i never thought about how like cruel it was to the dust mite i mean like there's definitely someone who portrays dust mites as like beloved pets at one point in the game and now you're just like i'm just gonna throw you into this carnivorous flower and use it as a launching mechanism to be fair, you get that item from said dust mite friend. So they're doing the exact same thing you are. They actually like it. They like eating and being eaten. <laughs> it's 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 basically the, the best thing. Um, but that's about it. And none of those outside of the slugs really affect the pinball sections. Yes. Yeah. Pretty delineated between pinball challenges in place of platforming challenges and traversing the world, which uh, once you've cleared a pinball challenge, usually it's got an easy out if you're going back uh, later. And there's also a fast travel system, which leaves a little to be desired. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the big problem with the fast travel system is that you can only get on it at the beginning and end. Mm -hmm. You can get off it, like, at a bunch of points in between just by dropping out of it, but it was really annoying having dropped out of it and then finding out that you had to walk all the way back to the end of it to be- get back into it. Yeah, and the the uh, explorable area is pretty big for how not quickly you move while not in pinball. But um, what were we talking about before we got into this tangent? Um, we got to the plot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the plot such as it is, we stop the big bad who turns out to be this funny, funny little bee friend we make make along the way. Yeah, that was 
kind of odd. I feel like they really oversold the God Slayer at the beginning. They're like, oh, this God Slayer that nobody can even see when they attack. And then it's just kind of your befriend, and they just kind of hang out and let you hit them with the pinball. It's like, oh, um, okay, that was kind of an anticlimax. Um, it is kind of interesting that this game has boss battles. It does. Uh, <laughs> like, I think three total or four. Yeah. Uh, which usually end up being a multi-ball situation, which is, which is pretty fun. Another one of those pinball challenges, except slightly bigger. And your goal is just to hit the big thing uh, with uh, various uh, little mechanisms getting in your way, uh, depending on which board you're at. Yeah, I really didn't like the spider who's hanging out in the exhaust of the rocket. That's just a very strange sentence. (laughs) So for some reason, there are space monks in this and they are building a rocket to go to space. They're a bunch of frogs. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bunch of frogs and they are building a fun little um, Gilligan's Island style (laughs) rocket ship, which does work once you clear out the spiders. Yeah, the giant spider who lives in the, the, the exhaust. You turn on the thing to burn it out. It's fine. Um, I I don't know. I was just failing at hitting the right angle to get up to him. Okay. And like once you fall, you then like... Yeah. It's, uh, it's not like you die. You just got to do the bottom part again. Yes. And for some reason, I just could not get the bottom part with the right, the right angle to get up. And then I'd just fall back down and be like, oh, now I have to do this again. Yeah, I think I had similar problems, if not there, then in a bunch of other places. Um, it is still pinball. And even if the price of failure is a couple of fruit every time, it's still kind of annoying when like, you just can't quite get the right angle when the difference between that and spinning around and going into a bunch of bonus fruit that you've already completely like <laughs> long since not needed anymore. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah. But overall, I think they were pretty good set pieces, especially when like they would involve other creatures becoming sphere and joining you, (laughs) Uh, especially the um, bottom deep, dark, uh, the underdark section, whatever it's called. Deep nest, we'll call it for now. (laughs) Uh, There's another spider like creature, but you join a bunch of these uh, warrior tribe and they're getting turned to crystal. So you bust them out and you situate them in the different areas it's a it's not a badly designed boss but also i think this game kind of approaches the limits of this design (laughs) yeah by but like it's not a particularly long game and by the end of it i was okay with (laughs) everything pinball related it's not like i was booting up uh metroid pinball or anything just to get my fix yeah i mean I don't know. Neither of us are huge pinball fans. Maybe there's a huge pinball fan who's like, there's not enough pinball. There's too much Metroidvania in this. I will never say that there's not not enough Metroidvania games being made. We are (laughs) awash with them. And, you know, pinball games. (laughs) I mean, you got Sonic Spinball, Sonic Pinball Party. 
Metroid Pinball. Metroid Pinball. I'm pretty sure there's a Mario Pinball game for the Game Boy Advance as well. Like, and then there's that like Odama. Definitely a pinball game where you are also commanding like a Japanese army or something at the same time. See, this is the thing. You can't just have a straight pinball game. It needs to be combined <laughs> with something completely esoteric and weird to even get noticed. <laughs> But that's okay. We can let it slide. I think as an overall package, this game is just hits what it needs to. Gets out before the getting got bad. Yeah. Almost. I mean, like, and I enjoyed most of the collectible gathering. There was a couple things that I found kind of annoying. There's a few that involve... I think I know what you're about to say. Uh, getting Picking up a slug. There it is. And then... The the so the slug sticks to a single point on your ball. Yep. Um so you'd have to move to where you want to uh launch from and angle the slug um so that it launches you because it'll basically be a point force from there. Um up into the air and onto a ledge frequently. Um where the slug is actually going to push you from is not super clear on the like graphics i had the exact same problem you know vaguely what's you know what side it's on but like there are some of these where you need more way more precision than just a vague direction you need to like actually get through like a little like hole or something yeah and sometimes you don't really have like a whole lot of time to get into that position and the yeah the spinning the ball mechanics doesn't allow for uh, yeah, like this is taking fr- a slug from the pinball section to the overworld traversal, and it's more annoying than satisfying because I you know what you need to do, yeah, but the mechanics kind of fight you, and it's not precise enough for what they're actually asking. Yeah, the other thing is like in order to spin the ball, you have to move your position. So, I I mean, it, that part didn't seem to frustrate me too much of feeling like I was not, like, if I could get into the, a decent position regardless of where the angle of the ball, I don't know. Yeah, if you're going for, like, going for everything, you will run into something that is t- far too precise that it, to be, like, almost worthwhile. I don't know. The first time... Like, I like you know, you figure out, like, oh, I can take this slug here and get this thing that's kind of out of reach. The first time that happened, I was like, oh, man, am I sequence breaking or something? <laughs> it felt like it wasn't an intentional mechanic. I mean, I felt like there was enough things later on that hint toward you doing it. Yes, but, like, early on when you're, like, first getting the slug and you're realizing that when you honk your horn to activate it, it pushes you. Like, I can use this. And then it's it was kind of disappointing to realize that, oh, I need to use this. I don't know. Wait, honking the horn moves you? What? Honking the horn triggers the explosion. Wait, you can trigger the explosion by honking the horn? You don't have to wait for it? No, you can honk the horn. And... <laughs> what? How am I more annoyed by this and you didn't know that? It just didn't bother me that much if I had to wait for it to explode. Holy, I would have dropped the game or, or at least dropped the... 97% that I got <laughs> if I if I couldn't honk the horn. Honk This is exclusively horn-based gameplay for me. I mean, by the time I got to the spot that I needed to do it, they were were almost always already ticking down to the the natural explosion anyway. I didn't notice. 
I would often like know that I don't have enough time and be like, okay, honk, and then blast backward to try again as well. <laughs> Whoops. And you let, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, no, that's a uh, pro tip for anyone who wants to play this game. Honk, <laughs> honk the horn. Honk if you're horny. Because <laughs> this is a, it's a very important mechanic, IMO. I mean, I did keep forgetting that you could honk your horn while, like, being moved through things that are pretty much automated. Like, the rail, sort of rails. Yeah, the rails in the pinball sections themselves. It would actually help if you're trying to, like, bust out some fruit or whatever. Uh, it counts as another hit. Oh, huh. Yeah. I, apparently, I'm not honking my horn enough, is what I'm hearing. I've often suspected that you don't honk your horn enough. <laughs> That just sounds like a dirty euphemism now. Good. <laughs> Everything's working as intended then. Regardless, uh, that, that was the main annoyance of trying to get all the collectibles. Um, technically, there is something uh, that we both missed, apparently. Oh. For 100%. Oh. I mean, so there was the... I. Don't I think they were supposed to be scarabs, but I definitely thought they were fireflies. Um, Weird bug uh, hieroglyphs in the. Yeah. So basically, on every pinball stage, um, there's these weird bugs that, as you interact with the things like the bumpers and the spinner or whatever, it's usually tied to one mechanism. Yeah. Of it, it will build up. Apparently, those count for completion percentage. Neither of us knew this. Neither of us knew this going in. Both of us at arriving at 97% having gotten the second ending mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, no, I'm not that into pinball. Yeah, it, it, it was fine. But since you run into, like, at least I did, of always having enough fruit to buy all the stuff I need and then just was at max capacity regardless since the only thing those scarabs really reward you with is more fruit it just i just stopped paying attention to them yeah the fruit economy is i don't know somewhat suspect i guess for us maybe there are people who are like oh man there's not enough fruit around i can see if you spent a lot of time with your wallet maxed out when it was small instead of like obsessively going to places and paying for things so that, just so that you could accumulate more i i never wanted a, a full wallet i just it's just not efficient yeah um and like at pretty much the end of the game for me i got access to things that got me even more fruit and i was like great great i really don't need this these. is yeah all this does is fruit cool see you never like I figured out how to get to the juicer near the very end. Same. Actually, I need to look that up because I didn't realize that when they were asking for skull ball, uh, that was a thing I could just paint my ball as. Yeah. The Or yeah, the, or they wanted me to look like them, and they were a bunch of things called skulls. Yeah. A little gang they got. Yeah, the cosmetic balls actually having use um, was surprising to me, I guess. I was expecting... Or- Kind of, but once I saw it used once, I was expecting more, but there's really only three times it actually matters. Yeah, there's that. There's the red guys who want you to be red. Yep. There's the queen bee. Uh, And then there's the guy who wants you to come to him with the dung. 
Um, which it's a really minor one. All it does is give you more fruit. I didn't catch that one. Oh well, there's a guy who talks about how he likes it old school, mm. um, traditional poop rolling. Okay, yeah, yeah. He wants the he wants a dung ass dung beetle. Yeah, if you bring him the dung ball, he will give you a heart of fruit. Uh, to each their own, I guess. I'm not going to yuck any yums, but yeah, that was not not a particularly interesting secret, and I think I got it when I was already maxed out on fruit, having spent. Or, like, having spent all of the fruit I possibly could. So, yeah, great reward. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's always weird with these things of making the, like, the things you get in the explorable overworld to get 100% or whatever actually meaningful. Especially in this game where there is no combat or really getting better. You get a few upgrades to your stuff that makes it slightly more convenient it does track how much you fall, though, which was really frustrating for me starting out, where it's like every 10 until you hit 50, I think, yep. um, it will cut scene to a counter incrementing, and then at 50, like... Something happens. Something happens. I think that's the, like, trapped spirits getting out. Yep. I, I didn't try going back and, like, getting to that area without having already counted 50 deaths. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah, cuz to get into there you do need the red ball and so to get the red ball you needed to have done this other side quest that also requires to time. You have to give the creature to this other tree god. Oh yeah. Hatch the the egg hatches and from that you get the the red die. Yeah. So like maybe there's something we're missing there where if you go there before that something happens or that's just a a counter for people who want to be like look i did zero falls pinball i am the best pinballman i guess but if you don't die or die if you don't fall 50 times then that's just content you're missing out on baby i'm all about that content i i'm actually kind of kicking myself that i didn't get the dung ball dialogue (laughs) it wasn't anything impressive yeah i know but yeah i know but yeah that was just like Look, guys, I know I'm not good at pinball. You don't need to rub it in by every time I fall ten times showing me a counter of how many times I've failed. I guess, yeah. That's a bit of a feels-bad moment. Um, It's not a huge deal, but I could have done without it. Yeah. Yeah, but outside of that, there's not enough uh, money sinks. Just every so often making a flipper accessible. I mean, the fast travel things were the biggest money sink, too, which also seems maybe not, like, the greatest design. I don't know. Like, if you were going to be short on money, I feel like gating the fast travel on the money is going to be really annoying. Yeah. We, we weren't, so... I, th- eh. I think it like it's one of those things that could be a problem if the game wasn't actually just kind of handing out fruit if you're even like actually if you're bad at pinball you tend to spend more time in these sections which then would accrue more fruit yeah even if you're losing a small amount of fruit like yeah you only lose one or two every time you you fall down so also i forgot to do the research for what year this came out and what else is in here oh no oh no that's fine i can just vamp for a while pinball spinball listen let's talk about sonic spinball for a minute because that game had consequences for failing i'm gonna cut all this out (laughs) i can't just go on a spinball tangent all right so it came out in 2018 uh that sounds like um iconoclast actually 
Uh, so yes, it is from the same year as Iconoclasts. So Sick. Technically, we could just not do it. Um, <laughs> I'll just blaze through this. Uh, sure. Monster Hunter World, cool. uh, Fate Grand Order, God of War, Florence, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Beat oh, Saber, man. Um, Return of the Obra Dinn, which is a great game, yeah. Gree, which I think sort of counts as a Metroidvania. I have not played it, but it seems very like Metroidvania without many, I don't know, mechanics? Yeah, there is a couple of mechanics that you gain in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's one that is very much uh specific experience they're going for. Yeah. Uh Red Dead Redemption 2, Celeste, and uh Into the Breach are the award winning games from this year. Excellent. Uh, and yeah, also Iconoclasts, which didn't win any awards. How They've ro- been robbed. They were robbed. <laughs> I, I think I said that on the episode is that uh, how fitting it was that we started talking about other video games in the middle of that because <laughs> the year was kind of stacked. But man, I really like that game. Yeah. Yoku's is fine. Yeah, Yoku's is fine. It's like, I don't know. I feel like the parts of it that are Metroidvania aren't super exciting. Yeah, it's certainly not innovating. Yeah, I I think... It was just a, a fun little, like, playing pinball every so often was actually kind of neat. Um, and and its uh, little charming uh, aesthetic was actually, like, I think, fit its overall tone quite, quite well. Like, I think the art style, like, it's uh, just all, all the different animals. Oh, so there were blob people, or were they, like, some kind of octopi? I'm not sure. I was expecting all bugs a la Hollow Knight, but no, it was uh, all, just little critters. Yeah, there were bees in terms of other bugs. And what what even were the skulls? Oh, I think they were like, I think there was some sort of rodent. I, my, my island rodentia <laughs> knowledge is not particularly full-fledged. Uh, maybe it was a copybara. I don't actually, I couldn't tell you what those look like. How dare you not be an expert on... I, we've not done our research, yeah. clearly. I don't know. And, the, like, there was a section where they are like, oh, yes, there's deep lore of, like, the gods being killed and then coming here to start a new world or something. I That's, yeah, basically, that's all you kind of get. Actually, that's another kind of weakness is that it could not get me to care. <laughs> Uh, like, like there's some fun interactions between some of like the, uh, the little, uh, island residents you meet, but for the most part, like, especially the space monks, that was fun. The little, the troop of mountaineers that you kind of help by just doing everything for them. Yeah. They had some, they had some personality, but overall, um, not yeah. much of a narrative, not much of a, like the backstory was kind of just generic and. Because, and it does tie into the second ending where you get uh, taken off with take off with the bird god re- and renew the world or something. Big old question marks. Um, you fly and then there's credits. You fly and then there's credits. It's not like there's not even like the boss fight you do otherwise. Uh, to be fair, you need to get the first ending because there's a wickerling uh, stuck in there. There is. Wickerlings being the, the o- only real collectible ass collectible that's not just either boon for you or uh like a uh upgrade 
Yeah. But yeah, the second ending is just kind of a uh, a tie-in to the lore, and I was kind of underwhelmed by, okay, I guess this is it. <laughs> Which, dumb question, does this that make this more like Super Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie as a collectathon, right? Because they're essentially jiggies. Kind of. Ex- except they don't do anything except unlock the ending. Yeah. That's true. Jiggies at least get you through different levels. Yeah, nothing's even gated on them except for that ending. Yeah, yeah, and the, and then the ending is just oh yeah, you've got you you get second credits. Maybe if there's a Yoku's two. Yeah, I I was really disappointed there wasn't like a second final boss or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you only had the one B friend. Which actually, the if you continue playing after the the end, they kind of acknowledge the ending and say that the B friend friend went off to skulk somewhere in the um ice area and was like so can i find them is there follow-up i didn't look i did not find them so i don't know that might have just been an offhand comment oh pour one out for a real one yeah all right i think we might have (laughs) said all we can about yoku's island yeah it's not a hugely like complicated game you like honestly metroidvania with pinball uh for the most part gets you if that's going to get you in the door then yeah probably enough but so this is going to be a pretty weird one to put on the stack rank yeah (laughs) i think i don't know i'm looking at where i would put it on the stack rank it's like this is a little odd remind me where is uh guacamole uh so for you guacamole is currently sixth above maze of gallius and below environmental station alpha for me guacamole is fifth followed by Metroid Prime, and Iconal Quests is immediately above it. I see. I'm actually struggling to see if I put this above or below Maze of Gallias. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also my conundrum here, is like, this game is fine. Yeah. It does what it seeks to do. But I think I was more impressed and certainly got like the thing I get out of metroidvanias in general more from maze of gallius and it's definitely i think gallius is definitely more of an more of an interesting game yeah it's um hard to say because also a lot more aggravating to play (laughs) (laughs) yes it was a deeply frustrating game it was a deeply frustrating game but it's, it's almost like i'd rather feel more things than nothing at all (laughs) Even if it's bad, which is why, like, I don't know. I think because um, I have more passion for Maze of Gallius. What, like, but going both ways, there are parts of that game that can fuck right off. <laughs> We've already been there. But I think I'm going to put it at the new number seven. All right. Whichever. The, whichever one's ab- immediately above. Yeah. Pushing down Xanadu to remain the last one. The perennial uh, last place. I just listened to our ep- that episode. <laughs> I think we had some fun there. I know I did. How about you? Uh, I'm thinking pretty similarly. The big thing, again, is... Do I put it above Maze of Gallius because it was like straightforwardly more enjoyable? <laughs> or like easier to play? And less frustrating. Yeah. 
or do I put it under it because I felt that Maze of Gallius was more rewarding in the end? Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm probably still going to be thinking about Maze of Gallius years from now. Is that just because we we love La Mulana and it's tied to that in your head? Kind of. And we we should probably play La Mulana at some point, but yeah. God, we're gonna have to go through that again. The the th- the thing that's holding that back is that game is like a game and a half of just it. It takes a long time. Yes. So maybe. All right. You know, I'm also gonna put it at eight under under of I I'm so glad we finally agree after uh, after the Metroid Prime debacle. <laughs> <laughs> it's this. You know, I, I I want us to diverge, but not that badly. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Yoku's Island Express is pretty good if you like pinball, but not not particularly wowing beyond its initial uh, premise. Yeah, I'm not going to put it on the like must plays of the Metroidvania canon. Certainly not the Metroidvania canon specifically. <laughs> uh, but for next time, I think it's my turn to uh... actually no. I mean, right. we messed it up with Metroid Dread. Next episode will be Metroid Dread, but it is your turn to pick. I think I'll... I'm going to wait until we talk about Metroid Dread and then clue in that time. So, yeah, Dread came out uh, during the time we, between uh, us recording these podcasts, and there's no way we're going to just not play that game. So we've already finished it (laughs) (laughs) as of this recording so that's next so look forward to that but until next time i've been eric fox and i'm thomas blight and for the love of god don't tilt stop tilting (laughs) don't get tilted